Hallihallo. Hello, Uva Ball. Welcome to another episode of Uva Ball Raw USA. We're here with Dr. Uva Ball. I'm Gary Otto. How are you? Yeah, a lot of uh, political news. Huh? We have the UN in, in New York. Everybody's doing the big speeches. And then uh, Putin did a big speech where he declared actually that the military operation in Ukraine is a war and that now people trying to leave Russia because they don't want to go to the army, you know. So uh, I heard that all the flights are booked out to get out of there and there are massive demonstrations in Moscow. Uh, and I hope that he's digging his own grave right now, you know, that he with this move made the middle class also in the big cities extremely mad like nobody wants to go to ukraine and die especially now when the winter is coming so um so are they just they're they're just picking people at random to go into ukraine <clears throat> no but everybody in russia had to go to the army when you were 18 or whatever you had to go a year to the army so the oh. so and now they they draft them they go through the lists and he said 250,000 people getting now a letter that they have to report to a, a camp basically oh god yeah. oh my god yeah it's the worst thing ever and he's still not using his full employed and full paid uh, army like the real army who are around 200,000 paid soldiers who are professional soldiers he still doesn't want to use them he used basically Everybody wants to die. He's using it at war against Ukraine. I mean, it's really insane what's going on. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's in, instead of like, if I want to win the war, I use my best soldiers, my best weapons and try to win the war. But he's like playing so on time. I don't know if he wants to exhaust the Ukrainians because they are always have the same soldiers fighting from the beginning on, you know. And if he comes always with new people, they are, of course, a little fresher. But at the same time, they don't know the Ukraine. They don't have the support of the people there. They don't want to be there. They're not motivated to be there. So it's similar to Vietnam. Oh, that's a very good parallel. You're right. It's like the Russian version of Vietnam. Yeah. You know, where you, where you fight against people, they live there, is there home country they don't want to be under u.s government and they just fought because there was no other alternative besides dying and here in ukraine it looks almost the same if they would give up russian would enslave them and like omit the name ukraine so it sounds I'm, like a really interesting plot for a movie but it's kind yeah. of strange that we're living it i guess no i think it's it's horrible of course and uh, uh, for, for, for all sides, it's completely horrible, you know. And then his coup, basically, he's similar to Trump staging one coup after the other, uh, is basically, he says, so the South will do a referendum now, means an election, where the people can vote, they want to be part of Russia or not. And let me tell, me how, tell you how the vote will end. Yes, they want to be part of Russia because the Russians are 
the people who counting the votes. So now uh, they say, look, they said they want to be part of Russia. Then they will declare the occupied territories Russian. Then they will do a border. And then what he said yesterday in his speech is, and because this is in Russia, we will defend our land with nuclear weapons. Ah, uh, you know, so, so he turns. He turns Putin is back. actually saying that. Yeah, he said that yesterday. Oh my God. Yeah, think about it. So you turn, change the narrative. You make the occupied land yours. Then you open, you put a fake border in. You say this is now Russia. So you 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 lift up the flag to Russia, and then. Uh, you say it's Russia. So now Ukraine tries to get the territory back. Now they're breaking into Russia. So they're declaring war to Russia and Russia feels threatened and then he can nuke Kiev. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's craziness. Yes, but that is his reasoning. He will stand in front of the UN and say, I told everybody I will defend the territory with nuclear weapons. Then the Ukraine's attacked us, so I had to defend it. That is exactly what he's already prepping how he thinks he gets in the international law out of it. It's similar to, to Trump's movements the whole time, right? Where he where he breaks the law and then he's changing the narrative that there was no law or whatever, you know. It's just yeah. like the, yeah. the January 6th rebellion was not a rebellion. It was just a normal demonstration what went a little out of hand, but he had nothing to do with it. So, I mean, he, that is the thing, how they twist and turn the words, twist and turn uh, the facts uh, till it fits them. Yeah, they're manipulators. Totally. And you know, the funny thing, when you read the, the, that yesterday, the general attorney in New York, she did the lawsuit against Trump and the kids from Trump. And, but think about what, what the lawsuit is. It's that they overestimated their wealth for like, I mean, that lawsuit could be filed 20 years ago. Yeah. You know, I mean, it is, everybody knows from the beginning on he was overestimating his wealth because he was always saying he had 10 billion and then the Forbes list came and he had two. And so it's, it's basically common knowledge. And that will be also his, his uh, defense because the state attorney says because of the overestimation of the wealth, he fraudulently got cheaper loans and got like more more bank money for whatever you know like like the, he used that situation to uh, uh, to gain more more money basically more credit yeah it's like if you go into a casino or something and then you say i'm 10 i have 10 million dollars in the bank cuz it will give you so much credit Exactly. So he lied, right? He lied. And of course that is fraud, but I don't think that is fraud what happened in the last two years that, that he did that all his life. Yeah. Like from the beginning on, he was a scammer. So, uh, uh, you know, and it's, it's kind of, I read an article about it. I Twittered that article also, uh, an American article that it's like, uh, if you cannot charge a guy for what he actually did, I mean, he denied the election process, like denied the, the election of Biden, lied about it, tried to fake evidence, tried to cheat at elections, 
uh, like uh, encourage uh, encourage the masses to rip the, the the Congress and the Senate apart to kill Mike Pence. All that shit he did, and he's not getting charged for it. They're only talking about it, and now he has a and it's a civil suit, so he cannot even get jail term for the New York uh, uh, for the New York lawsuit. It's like they will give him 200 million penalty, and you know where he where he pays the 200 million from? From all the donation he stole. Oh. you know, think about it. You remember when he like stopped the steal and all that? When they didn't, when they when they collected so much money to for all the lawsuits against the uh, fake election, and then he basically did nothing with the money. He just kept it, and that is the yeah. thing. And, and Jared Kushner got two billion from the Saudis. Two billion for his real estate shit. So he has two billion. So if they have the penalty of two hundred million, I'm sure they're still not paying it. They will drag it out forever. But they could pay it with the even way bigger money they stole. Yeah, you know, it's just insane. It's just completely insane and uh, uh, corruption out in the open. Yes, corruption out in the open, and nobody stops this unbelievable corruption and also nobody stops this unbelievable wrong policy of of of, of putin um it's just unseen you know yeah. i mean they have to stop in in russia he has to get stopped by his own people they have to do a revolution right now they have to take a coup and take him out it's uh this guy is completely out of control and even he's doing it against india and china You know, so they are not backing him for this stuff. If he throws a nuclear bomb on on Ukraine, China will completely uh, 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 flip out on him. Oh yeah, they I think every, everybody will flip out on him. Yeah, totally. What do you want to do then? If he nukes Kiev, so what are we doing then? We bomb him, and well, then he's he bomb the... Us and the the world is over. So I mean, what the fuck? He's it's a like... fucking idiot to do that because. It's right in his backyard, and he's going to have the fallout. Like totally. The, Half yeah. of his population will get like nuclear fallout and getting cancer in 10 years. And, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's just completely insane. I know. If he really cared about the Russian people, he wouldn't put them in this kind of jeopardy. No, especially think about it. When he would actually throw a bomb, hundreds of thousands of Russian soldiers would be right there. Oh, in, in the war, because he will not retreat his troops and then throws a nuclear bomb. So the, the troops will still fight and then bomb, uh, and then he bombs one. So, and it's, it's, it's just this kind of like you think about it and you think they have to have like a second tier of government in, in Russia who take him over now, who say, look, uh, Vladimir, here are two options. Uh, we end that war. Or we end you. I mean, uh, it, it will end up as a total ruin for the... But the only question is, it will be Russia in the end, in shambles, or the whole world? That is the only question. It's going to take yeah. a long time. We just talked about it the other day. Those, those oligarchs who are being thrown out the window. That's what yeah. he would do to the people who said, hey, it's time to take Putin out. That's what they're scared of. But how many people he can do that to? You know, before before his own uh, murder group basically will tell him like "fuck off." We're not like throwing one hundred fifty thousand people out of the window because it is now. <laughs> the, 
because they are now on the on the road. There, there are a lot of demonstrations in Moscow. He basically they were all pro-war against Ukraine, and the whole situation is shifting right now. Is is shifting because he said what he said. The yeah. Russians are stupid, right? It's not like a country of totally unalphabetic idiots. They know about, I mean, a lot of them know at least, what's what is the power struggle in the world? Like how is Europe, how is US, whatever. And they know they cannot just throw a nuclear bomb. They, yeah, they, they know that will have like massive repercussions. Like if he would throw a nuclear bomb on Kiev, they would not only do sanctions, they would like isolate Russia once and for all. Nobody would do any business with Russia, nobody anymore. It would be completely over, a full stop, and a full travel spot. If, uh, if Russia full... uses nukes, it's going to be World War Three, man. Yes, what I mean is what I mean. You know, and then you can only hope that uh, his his bombs are so shitty as his army is in the Ukraine, and that they may be uh, already, uh, uh, um, um, you know, that that they that they found uh, um, the the where he shoots the nuclear weapons from, and that they can like basically bomb them before he can shoot them. Yeah. You know, with like with like hyper hyper power, uh, fast weapons, and uh, uh, then you know, and and, and then this, he has the most of his nuclear weapons are in his submarines. So you know, so the submarines, I think, are absolutely. Let's say, you could find them. You could know where his submarines are. That shouldn't be a big problem with the satellites uh, we all have. And then uh, you have to basically destroy the submarines before they before they shoot one bomb. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. It, 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 I mean, we never want to have that situation. But I mean, in the very very end, you have to think it through. You have to think what is if that guy throws a nuclear bomb on Kiev, then you basically have to try to uh, basically unarm his army within the next twelve hours. Like basically do a massive strike. Like not not a nuclear strike, like a normal strike, but with with the, all the firepower the NATO has. Well, you know, let's hope that NATO has the balls to actually do something when before it's too late. Before it's too late. But unfortunately, if NATO does anything, it's gonna. It's like we're fucked if we do, or we're fucked if we don't. If NATO does something beforehand, a preemptive strike, then it's World War Three. If NATO yeah. does something after the fact, it's still no World War Three. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I know, but but uh, so let's say nobody's doing something, uh, uh, um, and uh, he's not. I mean, right now, if you would ask me, like, how's the outcome now? I know what the outcome is. I would say, I this is what will happen. He yeah. will the rush. The Ukrainian South is Russian territory. The people voted. It's Russia now. Then he will do his border thing. He hit, he put the flag up. He said that is Russian territory. Then the Ukrainians don't care and will keep attacking. Then the war is just going on and on and on and on. So uh, the next year or one and a half years. That is what I personally think what, what will happen. The only way right now after every opportunity was missed to, uh, to settle this um, is now to make Ukraine stronger 
and uh, so that they can withhold any Russian uh, pressure and that they weaken the Russian army, whoever comes, and that they're getting so upset in Russia about Putin that they uh, force him to end the war. Yeah, I, mean, I guess we'll have to see. Yeah, we have to see. I, I really don't know. There was a poll today in Germany, like, are you worried that Russia is using nuclear bombs? 32.9% say absolutely. 17% say yes. So over 50% of the Germans think that Putin would use nuclear weapons. So, you know, it's horrible, but it's the truth. So, uh, and um, I, I think that this... Uh, the guy right now he goes out, he goes overboard. I know. He First goes, we were we were worried about the gas for the winter, and now we're worried about nuclear weapons. Yeah, I know. Yeah. By the way, it was so I was in Romania and playing a, a um, nah, uh, a cameo in a film. Oh. Uh, okay. From Rado Jude is his name, and he won with his last film. Uh, the Berlin Film Festival last year. Um, and uh, he did a new film now where I played myself. He called me and he said uh, um, that he um, loves my films and is a ball fan. And he loved especially uh, in, nah, um, South on Wall Street. So, oh. and then. And then we did, uh, uh, yeah, I did that. So I basically, I came to Bucharest to the same film studio where I shot Blood Rain 16 or 17 years ago, long time ago. Think about how time goes by. I know. And, and um, so, and what, so the head of, uh, I will email you some photos. He, he, uh, he had a fantasy set uh, built with a monster and people fighting the monsters and I'm shooting a monster film. And then the, the lead actress comes in and tells uh, uh, me basically about the boxing fights she saw on YouTube and uh, wants to shoot her boss similar to the guy I showed in Assault on Wall Street. So, and I tell her like, don't, don't do it. Don't kill your boss and then just quit your job and stuff. So we have a little chat. That's the end of the scene. And uh, so his film, uh, Winning Berlin, was bad luck banging or loony porn that huh. was the that was the title and i will uh, send you on youtube i sent you the trailer so he's doing kind of uh, uh, interesting crazy films but i think he's very talented and he is uh, a long time in the business already and uh, he shot even faster as me <laughs> like like we were like the shooting day was only six hours long and he got everything in the can. Uh, and uh, that was great. I mean, I was very, very happy about it. But the interesting infos he gave me at our dinner. So he said, so after the Berlin Film Festival, the Golden Bear, he won. Everybody came and said, oh, what are you doing next? We're interested, whatever. And then all the subsidy stations in New York, all the TV stations tried to censor him. What? because he makes some more like radical films, right? And, and, and so they said, yeah, we want to give you money, but please change this, please change that, please change this. And that shows exactly what I'm saying the whole time, that that subsidy and TV system in Europe is full of shit. It's like 
total corrupt and total bullshit. If somebody wins with a movie like Bad Luck Banging or Looney Porn, the Berlin Film Festival, then let him do whatever the fuck he wants next. And say, we believe in you, you won the Berlin Film Festival, it's supposed to be a very, very good movie. So now what you want to do next, can we be part of it? And not like, oh, we want to be part of it, but only if you skim it down to shitty TV. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why would you hire someone known for risque material and then cut their balls off, basically? Totally. Yeah, totally, totally absurd. And I'm, uh, But he got then Eury Marsh uh, subsidies as European subsidies from Paris, and he got a Paris co-producer. And so he's just shooting the movie now low budget without all the other partners. And um, I, I was happy to support him. But there was more what was interesting in Bucharest, because you remember my memoirs and all that stuff with with blood rain it was yes. so run down the food was so shitty and by the way the catering in the film was still the same shitty crap i had 17 years ago and, and then horses the getting exploding because cars are going yeah no that was not the case and there was no more wild dogs because they killed them all in the perch they killed what? yeah he told me that i said why where are all the wild dogs and he said no the the ex-mayor of bucharest did a two days purge where military people killed thousands of dogs. Oh. I was so mad. I can't believe it. And then, but everything else, already the drive from the airport, way more luxus, way more big buildings. And inside the city, streets were new, buildings were new. My hotel was brand new. Everything looked so great. So I asked the director, I said, what the fuck happened here? And he said, yeah, we, we joined the EU and got flooded with money. Huh. You know? and, uh, and by the way, Ru Romania right now, first of all, I thought it's the EU, so I almost forgot my passport as ho at home because in, inside the EU, you can travel without a passport. But I took my passport, and then when I went to Frankfurt to the airport, uh, I recognized, oh, they want my passport. So good that I had it. And then I, when I landed, I saw they also don't have the euro. They have their the local currency still. And they're getting all the gas from Russia the whole time. So where's the sanction? Where's the boycott? Huh. So I said, where do you get the gas from? They said, from Russia. Never stopped. And we're not even paying more money. So and think about it. Germany gets no more gas from Russia. And we are, we're really depending on the gas. So it's, uh, so it's, it's also inside the EU shady deals keep going and nobody gets responsible for it you know i mean if you want to sanction russia to death then it has to stop then they also have to get the gas from somewhere else or whatever nuclear plants i don't know but so that was the thing and another thing with the eu because um i mean i'm happy for romania that they have brand new buildings all over the place and that they could rebuild the infrastructure because it was really bad when i shot blood right but think about in Germany is like it people flipping out, yeah. you know, because our infrastructure similar to us is falling apart. And uh, of course, most of the money in the EU comes from Germany and goes to other countries. What are you doing with the microphone? 
Oh, no, no, no. It was a, uh, it was a garbage truck passing by. Also, okay. Outside. Yeah. <laughs> so, Sorry. So, but, but, you know, so that is, but this is stuff what makes then a lot of Germans jealous, you know. They're getting now a gas bill instead of like 300 bucks a month. They're paying a thousand because we have no more Russian gas. People flipping completely out. They, they are scared of a cold winter here. And at the same time, you have basically third world countries uh, having buildings uh, where we can only dream of. Yeah. <laughs> and you think like uh, something goes here majorly wrong. And uh, I think that that was ultimately also the reason the Britain, Britain wanted to get out of the EU. Yeah. You know, because Britain was, of course, also a payer. They paid more in the pot as they got out of the pot. And they were not willing to do that anymore. So, uh, and, and if you would do a poll in Germany, who wants to be still in the EU, it would be also close to 50-50 or 60-40 of the Germans would say, I want to, we want to leave the EU. Huh. You know, I mean, it's bad, but it's a fact. Yeah, yeah. Don't leave the EU. That would be bad. No, no, we're not. We cannot leave the EU. Then there's no EU. So, uh, but uh, it is. Yeah, because it's like, it's, it's the UK, yeah. Germany and the United States, right? Yeah. And France. So, yeah, absolutely. And and uh, and the, the small, richer, like Holland, like the Netherlands, they are very uh, wealthy, but small, you know. So uh, they're paying too. But Spain, Portugal, Italy, Romania, Poland, Hungary, Greece, uh, they're all getting money. Okay. You know, so there are a lot, a lot of countries, more countries getting money and some other countries paying it, like France. Now Britain is out, uh, Netherlands, uh, Sweden, Norway, Germany, Austria. We are paying. And uh, uh, all that uh, there was this week was a thing that the German company uh, BASF, it's like a chemical company, is using more gas per year as Denmark. Oh boy, yeah. So you now you can imagine the the size, the different in size in the countries. You know, yeah. so it's like if if if, if Germany is out, everything is out, and uh, that is the thing. It's it's like and now the German industry suffers. The prices go through the roof. The inflation goes through the roof. Uh, uh, the interest rates going up, and. Uh, that is very dangerous for the whole EU, and it's also very dangerous in in Germany to have to have this development. So, oh yeah, a lot of stuff going on, just like you said. Yeah, totally. You know, and uh, uh, yeah, and then um, on the lighter what, side, is there any light news besides yeah, everything? I don't know, but it was it was it was good to to be on a film set. It it made my decision uh clearer that next year i have to shoot something you know i hope i can shoot my 12 hours film right now we we did a, a pitch, oh god a pitch deck and now i have a call wait one second i have to push it away wait one second sure, uh, sure. Uh, uh wait here in, uh, that was jonathan shore because i Uh, there was something else. Uh, just stay in the line for one second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hi. Do -do 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 -do. 
I, I'm in the podcast. And stand up a... for your rights. Get up, stand <laughs> up. Don't give up the fucking fight. Yeah. Okay, very good. Okay, thanks, Johnson. Bye. Bye bye. Okay, because he has to look into the following. He has to look uh, uh, um, Blood Rain gets in Germany a new distributor and they want to bring a new edition out and we're looking into finally doing it in 4K. Yes! Yeah, so that would be perfect, right? So it would also re... Uh, we could have more chances for... Uh, uh, yeah, for basically... Alone in the dark. Yeah. Yeah, Alone in the Dark would be the next one. And that is really good because uh, then I think the marketing and the new, new like special edition and also selling it to streamers, they want 4K, would be way, way more possible. And uh, so... Plus the I'm, film would look beautiful in 4K. Yes. You know, it's shot in beautiful widescreen, 35 millimeter. And uh, the funny thing is that the guy who is doing it now, who wants to do it, I mean, he needs the costs. And Jonathan Shaw, the post supervisor from Vancouver, was right on the phone. And he will tell me how much it is, if we can do it or not. But I hope we can. And then we see in what direction uh, it goes, if, if the guy will do it. Because that guy owns also the rights to Alone in the Dark. Yes. Okay. This is awesome. This is a great news. Continue with Alone in the Dark, right? And if these two films are done, then it should be not too hard to convince also somebody uh, to do uh, in the name of the King and House of the Dead. Yes. You know. I yeah. think because House of the, the Dead would sell really well. What? House of the Dead would sell really well in 4K. Yes, that's what I mean. It would totally sell, and it would totally sell also if it would have another uh, in any form. Uh, um, the commentary. Yeah. A commentary can do normal commentary, can do special things, and then uh, this could be the master for a worldwide distribution on it. If they and you really, know what? You know, it would really, be nice. Yeah, well. it would be nice if you released the funny version and the regular version of House of the Dead in the same thing. Box, for example. I mean, Blood Rain would be first, right? If we can make that work, we continue. And he wants to do only Blood Rain 1, not Blood Rain 2 and 3. So, uh, but it's a good start, Blood Rain 1. And yeah. uh, if we can start with it, and if it works, I mean, they should then also uh, manufacture for the US and Canadian market, even if we ship it to you, and you are basically a holder of a thousand DVDs and a thousand Blu-rays or something. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then we can, we can list them in us and sell them online. Yeah, we could. In 4k, it, it would totally work. And, uh, um, I think people would buy it because the, the, the visual, the, the view on it would be way better and bigger. And, you know, sometimes you want to own something physically because the streaming quality is all compressed and condensed. Yeah. Yeah. And you never get really good sound with the streaming. So. Sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm just watching the new season of the flight attendant. You know that show on Amazon prime? No, no. It's like a, 
a flight attendant uh, who um, witnesses a murder and then now in the second season she's an asset to the CIA so she still works as a flight attendant and then she whatever flies to Berlin and should observe somebody and uh, so like a running gag but it's more a comedy but it's actually well made and funny it's totally absurd I mean it's nothing to do with the reality but that makes it in a way funny like a, she tries to be James Bond but she isn't and uh she's a recovering alcoholic and stuff like this and uh, <laughs> it, it's like uh i i recommend it let's say it's this way okay well, if it has your recommendation i will definitely check it out yeah and she is uh nah. where is the name you know her uh kaylee cuoco you know oh, her? Kuoko, yes, the one from The Big Bang Theory. Yes, and then uh, she's the main one. And then Zosia Mamet. Uh, and the rest is not really important. Rosie Paris is in it. Uh, but wow. she's, she's the driving force. And it's it's really... Uh, I didn't even know Rosie Perez was still acting. I know, but she's in. She's back. <laughs> okay. Good for her. Exactly, and uh, but she she really uh, uh, is doing a good job. So it's it's actually yes, she uh, was great in White Men Can't Jump. Yes, yes, Harley Quinn. She was also in. Really? See, I'm so behind. You asked me the last movie I saw. I saw Cannonball Run two the other day. I, I'm watching a lot of old movies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I watched? Also, what was funny. That was uh, Bill Mayer on YouTube in his uh, podcast kind of thing where he has only one guest. And I watched the the one with Woody Harrelson. He's a good friend of him. They're both smoking pot, basically. Yeah. And they, they're not allowed on the, on the TV to smoke pot. So they're smoking some other stuff. <laughs> but based on their reaction... And they're drinking whiskey, so the, the 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 other stuff has a full impact because they're laughing their asses off. Like it, it's it's great to watch it because it brings you in a very good mood, you know. Because <laughs> they're so over the top crazy that uh, they uh, it's 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 really uh, a lot of fun, huh? funny, you know. It's so because they know each other so long, and then. Uh, like Woody Harrelson, for example, tells him, you are an investor in a dispensary, like in LA. And he also, Woody Harrelson also. And then Woody Harrelson flips out on him, like why he's not promoting it in his show? Like promote it, promote it. You make promos the whole time about your next Las Vegas gig or whatever, and then they're laughing. And then uh, uh, Bill Mayer tells him like, uh, so they talk about uh, Corona. And about health thing and, and whatever and what what to eat and what not to eat, but it's overall extremely entertaining because they're just in a so good mood doing it that it's just impossible not to laugh with them. So that would be my recommendation, basically. Uh, if if you feel bad, that is the thing to watch. Where is it on? Which uh, what's YouTube? YouTube. Um. Oh. So if, if you go on YouTube and you put Bill Mayer on, he has this uh, um, show the random show random or whatever the name is. That is that he had Jay Leno, 
He had a lot of people on that show. It's just shot in his garage and it's only on YouTube. So, huh. okay. I'm yeah. going to check that out. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah. So what else we have? Well, you, you know what? I, I was wondering if you're still thinking about making a comedy. You still thinking about that? Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, definitely. I, I would love to do a comedy, but uh, right now we are not. Okay. Not you know, so. Uh, we have other uh, things first. You, you still think about the, the California Fried movie? California Fried movie, yes. Very excited. One day it'll happen. I mean, I know how, how long it takes per movie. So we will see. We will see. Yeah, why not? I mean, I'm, I never say no. I want to do first my uh, my other thing right now. Yeah. Because... No, I, I want to see 12 Hours too. 12 yeah. Hours is a brilliant screenplay. It's a great story. It's exciting. It's got action. It's got violence. It's also got a crazy ending. It's got a, the craziest ending for a ball film since the second Rampage film with a little boy, little girl. Was it a little girl with the gun walking away? Yeah, <laughs> that was my stepdaughter. Oh, that, was it? That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was her cameo. Her that moment. is the best ending to a film ever. So, Wait, and yeah. I think 12 hours is going to, is going to, you know, it's very close, but Rampage 2. Yeah, I can recommend. Yeah, totally. Yeah, okay. So let me call Jonathan Shaw back so that I know if we can continue with the with the uh, 4K. All and right, guys. Wish us luck with 4K. Yeah, everybody so out the, there. Uh, next update in a few days. Then. Okay. Excellent. All right, guys. So why don't you add us on Twitter? Uva Ball is Uva Ball Seven. I'm Gary Otto Zero. We will see you next time on Uva Ball Raw USA. Tune in and share this on your social media feeds to help the show grow. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. We'll see you soon.